In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Saturday of the 25th week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 24th day of September 2022, let us together invite the Holy Spirit to come and be with us and lead us. Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Holy Spirit of God, come. Holy Spirit of God, come. Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Come, Holy Spirit of God, come, Holy Spirit of God, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Be Holy and Enjoy Life. Be Holy and Enjoy Life. Friends in Christ, the first reading today is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, from verse 9 through chapter 12, verse 8. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 9, from verse 43 to verse 45. Is God against holy enjoyment? Does the word of God condemn pleasure? Is God opposed to a comfortable life for human beings and for his own children? Can one be holy and still live in pleasure, in comfort, and live in enjoyment, as we may call it? Can one live enjoying life and still be close to the heart of God? Is enjoyment necessarily synonymous with a sinful lifestyle? If not, how can one live in this world enjoying his or her life and still stay holy as a true child of God? How can one live a life of comfort and happiness and live above the Reach of sin and ungodliness. How do we distinguish between the life of sin and the life of pleasure devoid of sin? How possible is it to be truly godly and to live a pleasurable life? Today, the very first reading tells us that we should enjoy ourselves in our youth. We should try our best to be comfortable. We should follow the desires of our heart. But we should remember that the life we live today, we shall be brought to judgment before God. He encourages us. The author of the book of Ecclesiastes. To turn away from sin. And at the same time, not to neglect the care of our bodies. For soon, our life here on earth will end. 
He therefore encourages us to enjoy our life on earth as much as possible to the extent that it does not separate us from the love of God through the life of sin. We should do everything to succeed in life as long as our strength and our capacity is able to take us and as long as we remain within the confines of the commandments and the laws of God. Many live like though God is opposed to enjoyment. Many Christians to depict how holy they are. They wear long faces, frowning faces. They look aggressive. But this is not to be misunderstood for holiness. You can be cheerful and still be holy. You can be, as a matter of fact, a holy person is a cheerful person. Because holiness begets joy and happiness. And in a life where there is joy and happiness, such a one will be receptive to people, will be hospitable to people, will be loving to people in, 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 in his, his or her relationship with people, will be kind and generous. He or she will be humane. The culture of wanting to show off one's holiness by avoiding others, cutting off from others, condemning others, by appearance looking pious, yet the heart is full of ungodliness, impurities, hate, unforgiveness. He is far from being holy. God does not condemn us when we walk to a Acquire comfort to attain a comfortable life to enjoy pleasure through legitimate means. We only need to understand what sort of pleasure is this designed for what group of people or for what stage of life. An unmarried person should not desire or indulge in acts that give pleasure meant for married people. A young people, a young person should not be involved in activities that give birth to the pleasure that is meant for elderly people. And how do we attain that? By working diligently in line with the will of God to attaining a happy life. In fact, if you are truly a child of God, living according to His will, in keeping his commandment, your life cannot be devoid of pleasure and comfort. Because even in your discomfort, you will find comfort. Even in your mystery, you will find joy and happiness. Even in times of hardship and challenges, you will find peace of mind. You will remain cheerful. Life will be pleasurable and comfortable for you because what defines how happy, how joyous and how pleasurable you are in life or how pleasurable life is for you is no longer the standards of this world but the standards that are divine and are heavenly.
And that is why Jesus today will see, tell his disciples and his apostles that he is definitely going to be rejected, condemned, and handed over to the people who will definitely crucify him. Yet, in saying this, he was still fulfilled. He was still joyous. He was still living the life of pleasure, in parentheses, simply because he was intent on doing the will of God. And little wonder he will say then that my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. What gives me joy is to do the will of my father in heaven. What makes me comfortable, what offers me the ultimate pleasure that I desire is to remain firm and faithful to the, the design of my father for me by keeping to his word. And that is that should be the, the, the life of every child of God, of every Christian and of every believer. Unfortunately, the apostles and his disciples could not understand this because the coming of the Messiah for them, having recognized him as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah who has come to salvage Israel, they felt that he's come with political power, economic power, social power, religious power, spiritual power to liberate them, to empower them, and to favor them. Like it is their own turn to enjoy. As those of the world that has been enjoying it, dear children of God, you must not fall into the error of imagining the life in eternity in heaven to be a time of enjoyment while the life here and now is a life of suffering. God has not created you to suffer in the world. Nevertheless, sharing in the suffering of Christ is not to be perceived as suffering because when we live in Christ, even when that life in Christ entails discomfort in our acceptance of this as the will of God, we'll find pleasure and comfort. That which amounts to suffering for the child of God then is, you know, um, participating in sin or suffering as a virtuous person, what the devil has intended for you to cause you pains and affliction. And that is what every child of God must fight against by the life of virtue and the life of prayer. And so in the final analysis, dear children of God, God has created you not for suffering, but for joy and happiness to have a fulfilled life and to have pleasure. That is why he has created everything around you and entrusted them to you for your care, your self-care. So you need to learn to look after yourself, be happy in life, but in your care for yourself, you must remember that you are answerable to God and that this, your life here on end is very, very transient and as such, you must have in view the fact that you are going to give account to God. The fact that we all shall be judged by God. When we recognize this, living our life, not, of, not out of fear for the punishment that will come from God, but in love for God and of God and of our neighbor, because he loves us above all things, we will now find, even as we journey through life, amidst the changes and chances, amidst the tribulations and trials of life, the true meaning of human existence which comes with comfort pleasure and happiness from god therefore dear child of god go out enjoy your day enjoy your weekend enjoy your life be happy in life be comfortable in life but do not forget to stay 
in line with the will of God for you and in keeping to the commandments of God. And you will see truly the meaning of a life lived in pleasure, in happiness, and in comfort. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.